Hello, you filthy animals. We're back and blessed with two guests here to lift the lid on some of their dirty antics and what sex and pleasure looks like to them. I'm here for it. This week, we're talking to two powerhouses from the LGBTQ plus community about language, sexuality and all of its variations. We always say these chats are a bit of an education, so without further ado, a massive welcome to our sexy teachers, Emily Malice and Monroe Bergdorf. Hello, you lovely lot. So for those who don't know you, which I don't think is probably many people, but can you explain to our listeners what you do, a little bit about each of yourselves, a little intro. I'm Emily Malice, I tattoo at Femme Fatale Tattoo. I am Broadway Market uh, East, and I'm also the co-founder of Filthy Cute's Clothing, and... I also spend my spare time causing trouble <laughs> at Torch Garden and Verboten. Love that. And I'm Monroe <laughs> Bergdorf. I'm an activist. I also do a bit of work in the beauty industry and, yeah, just like causing trouble as well, disrupting, trying to get people to think <laughs> about things a little deeper. Love oh, it. I'm well, excited. we're all about the deepness here, I can tell you. <laughs> no pun intended. So, you know us. <laughs> So we always start, it's our kind of tradition, me and Liv, we always start our podcast off with a little round of hot or not. Okay. So we're going to fire a load of um, activities, so to speak. (laughs) And you literally, yep, we're going to throw them at you and you're going to just say whether they're hot or not. So I'm going to get the ball rolling. Okay. Booty calls, hot or not? Not for me. No, yeah, they've got to earn it. Yeah. There's something just really like a bit depressing about booty calls it depends if you're both like in in it for the same reasons then it can be hot but like if it's a guy just like booty calling a girl that actually loves him and it's all a bit just yeah yeah Yeah. and they're just waiting for that you up text it's not good enough i kind of just want a little bit more dialogue like i think if it's a booty call and you know exactly where you stand with that person but if it's just like a 3 a.m you up text from some guy that just watches all your stories on instagram but ignores you the rest of the time let's say it right when you get that are you up text there's only one thing that's up you know what i'm saying yeah. like, that's why he's messaging you're on now. fire today with the puns i, I, I love it. emoji all the way <laughs> morning after sex i mean I guess yes. that means yes. morning after the night before yeah i'm here for it yeah we always like a round two yeah love i love being woken up to that oh. situation group sex it's a no from me. It's a no from me too. We get this one every every pod, don't yeah. we? We I always think say there's always someone that gets the ick, and uh, there's always someone that's just not really feeling it. It's usually me. <laughs> <laughs> we always say we think that like the fantasy of it is like more enjoyable than actually probably the actual reality of it. Yeah. 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 For me, like, if my, I always say, I always say, time, if I was me and my partner now, like, I would, if someone touched him, I'd murder them. So it's, <laughs> it's important that no group sex happens. Yeah, because Liv will end up in Holloway. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> what about you, Emily? Um, I've been there and done that and tried it. By group sex, how big is the group? It's <laughs> because she wanted to know, be. We have got a cap on it. So whatever you, I mean, so three I, plus, really. Yeah, Let's think... go up. I think three. Oh, yeah. What about three? Oh, three are great. I think with the right person, I think it has to be the right kind of relationship where yeah. it's kind of loose. You're not. It's kind of just a bit of fun. Yeah. Because when love, and I mean, like if you're in a loving relationship and you've got the trust, it's great. But it's a, a rarity. Someone always gets jealous. Someone gets mm, and crazy. Yeah. Like I mean, and foursomes, they're fine. It's, you've just really got to find like the right mm. ingredients and mm. like the right chemistries and again I think it's very rare I think 
if you yeah if everyone's in the right mindset of having fun it's super fun the next day you could be like yeah that was that was yeah. <laughs> so, great see you later but yeah some people are so you've said four what about five how high can we go five just no, feels a bit like an uncomfortable number does five become a crowd yeah, I, yeah. there's always yeah. someone wanking in the corner we don't need oh, that yeah, no. No. next one nudes hot or not yes yeah, I love sending we love nudes a nude. yeah I like yeah. a nude don't be sending me no nudes with your dick next to a remote control. Oh, that's remote no, controller, that's not what is that? It's, it's like the tradition. Controller. Everyone always does it with a sky control. Yeah, because it's the biggest controller. <laughs> don't yeah. want it, I don't want a nude with your dick next to a monster oh, can either. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I hate this one. Phone sex. I kind of like phone sex oh. sometimes. I travel a lot, so... It's essential. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or like Skype sex. I think it, it can you be see, like a quick fix. Face Doing like stuff on FaceTime or Skype, I think it's hot. Actually, mm. like physically just the phone, talk, yeah. I, the dirty talk, cringe. Tell me what you're wearing, I need to see kind st- of tea. I'm visual, yeah. I need to see it. Just the description yeah. is cringe. Yeah. Cringe. I agree, definitely a visual thing. And also that I hear myself back and I'd be a little bit... Oh. Do you know what? Yeah, but I would cringe or I'd get embarrassed or start laughing halfway through, <laughs> which is a mood killer. Do you know what I mean? I kind of like phone sex in inappropriate places so that oh. no one knows that you're having phone sex. So yeah. what kind of yeah. places are we talking about? Are we talking W.H. Smith? So we talking... Oh, no, never W.H. Smith. <laughs> Who's trying to I think we can... Well, I'm just thinking while she's out on Oxford Street, is she running in and out and us buying a bathroom? Or, like, I don't know, at work, on the phone, in an office or something like Love that. Love it. Yeah. You're going to bloody get it. <laughs> What about you, Em? Are you all about the phone sex life? Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah, I'd start with some nudes and then maybe like, yeah, definitely Skype, uh, phone, oh, what's it? FaceTime. Video calling. (laughs) Dating apps. Now, this one comes up often. I think dating apps can be. I'm I'm a Tinder ambassador, so I'll I'll just like put that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the dating apps are great. They can like definitely serve a purpose. Like if you need to like scratch an itch and you're somewhere where you don't know anybody, then that can be good. I think there's also like safer in a lot of respects and you know going and picking somebody up that you don't know I think that it's good to have a record of people that you're seeing yeah. but yeah it depends what you're using them for I think that they work really well for some people and some people just don't get on with them at all you see I think I kind of missed the whole dating app thing because like I said to you Bob didn't I since they've kind of been so big I've always been in relationships and when I've been single mm. I just sort of tend to just go out and you know get mm. all the first person I see but they, they, my <laughs> friends like half of my friends love them and use them for their purpose but then I've got friends that use them trying to find boyfriends and I think cause a lot of heartache that way because I think that you've yeah. got to know most people are on there for one reason and one reason only yeah. Like, yeah. I think you need to just be aware of the fact that it it's it's difficult isn't it because essentially uh, you're kind of basing your it's first impressions isn't it the whole thing Mm. is first impressions so I think you need to manage your expectations and kind of go into it with an open mind rather than resting you know all of your hopes and dreams into a picture of a person yeah Yeah, true it's, it's, it's I don't know I think that you need to really just like kind of take it with a pinch of salt and just like go into it with an open mindset definitely and I wonder if that's why we got to a place in I feel dating why it's so much harder now 
obviously social media is blowing up yeah. and we all have a bit of social mm. media. But with some of these dating apps, literally, like you say, you're putting yourself out there solely just photos. So you're kind of becoming your shop window and everyone's just mm. swiping for the next best thing. And I yeah. think that's why yeah. so many people struggle to meet people or have long-term relationships because yeah. everyone thinks there's something better out there because they just download another app and start swiping left, yeah, right, yeah. up, down. And well, you know people I mean? just... I think some people take it a little too seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like thinking that Instagram's real. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like Instagram yeah. isn't real. It's yeah. just like kind of everyone's best foot forward. Mm. So like dating apps aren't necessarily going to be 100% real either. So you need to just kind of like, yeah, as I said, just go into it with a little bit more of an open mind. But I think they yeah. can be great, especially like if you're queer, it's so much harder to meet people yeah. in real life. Yeah. Especially like it's easier in London. And like we all like kind of know each other. Like Emily's dating yeah, yeah. my best friend. And yeah. Emily's, one of, <laughs> Emily's one of my best friends as yeah. well. So um, that's like a really amazing situation that happens in real life. But mm. if you're not from a city and you're like in a small town or that's whatnot, so then a dating app can really yeah. be yeah. a great way of meeting people. And I think also in terms of people's confidence, even if someone's been single for a little while, if they want to get on there and start messaging someone, it mm. kind of just lets them kind of know to mentally get back into the dating yeah. game. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, go for it. I'm here for it. That's we always right. argue on what this actually, like, the definition of this is, but we'll let you all think. Go for it. Public sex. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Emily's living the thing, Emily. I, I do love a little cheeky, like somewhere very naughty, like especially like my my places, uh, art galleries or like very art expand. I need, yeah. How do you? How? how what? Um, <laughs> how do you get away with that? I've got ways. I oh, so what do you mean? Like, while you stood there looking at the Mona Lisa? I, I, I won't say because someone might see me and be like, she's here. Stop <laughs> She's here like, shagging in the corner. <laughs> yeah, like there's um, special places you could go that's private. But yeah, like, or um, somewhere really, really decadent. Or like... Um, oh, Emily a loves the decadent twi- place. Yeah, I love, I've never heard this twist on it. Things, you know, and then it'll be like, God, let's go to the toilet. Because <laughs> it's uh, so like, because it's such a posh place. Like going yeah, for yeah. like tea at the Ritz and then yeah. like just having a yeah, shag exactly. in the toilet. I love it. Yeah, we've always just thought <laughs> we've had. Wow, that's, that's the best answer we've had. So when we all see on Instagram that uh, Liv's gone to see some art, we know exactly what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. She's not looking Get at the Mona Lisa or the Van Gogh. She's there for a good time. Thank you so much, girls. Another fantastic round of Hot or Not. So we've covered some decent ground with that little segment, but now time to move on to the main segment of the podcast. Do you like what we do, though? We do love a little love pun. <laughs> you love a little pun, don't you, Bob? Right, so let's chat to you guys, get to know you a bit better. We would love to hear your how you guys define the difference between sexuality and gender. Um, so I define it as sexuality, who's you go, who you go to bed with, and gender is who you go to bed as. Well, that's Ooh, a very, love that's that. a lovely yeah. simple way of putting it. I didn't coin that, but that's my go-to. That's the best answer I've heard. I was going to say, so, what yeah. a lovely little coat! You could just like sell that on tea towels and pens, something yeah. like that. Gender's who you are, sexuality's mm. who you fancy. What about you, you, Emily? Go. Similar mm. sort of stance. I mean, I'm sort of very. I'm still exploring my new identity as queerness because I've, you, I've for most of my life identified as I don't know really like I've always dated cis men and then the last year I was just exploring and realised that it wasn't really for me and like I guess with 
the whole gender and sexuality mm. I'm sort of like my eyes are very new to it all and then I was just like am I allowed to be queer because I'm you know I'm not like some 15 year old kid like but you, you can kind yeah, of yeah I know what you mean yeah, yeah. yeah and, uh, and then I was talking to my partner about it and they're like yes you can be, you know say this yeah I think that especially within the LGBT community up until this point there's been such a like a push to define yourself as yeah. LGBT yeah. you can't be in the middle mm. and you can't you know be exploring yeah. There can't be a period of time where you're like kind of figuring it out. And yeah. I don't know, I don't, we don't, why do we need to label ourselves? So expanding on that, just... what would you, how would you define the difference between pansexual and bisexual? Because I, educate yeah. me, because I, I, you know, we hear so much in this podcast, don't we? We learn so mm, much. Well, yeah. kind of, they kind of mean the same thing. It's just a different term bi- for it. Bisexuality, I mean, bi typically yeah. means two. Pansexuality just means like everybody. I, I say pansexual fluid yeah. um typically because bisexuality has typically men men and women yeah um and obviously there's more than two genders so mm. i don't know it's it's really personal preference but i just say fluid really because yeah. you know it's just easier yeah because like things like personality are so important to me mm. oh like sort of like someone for their core and i've never really chosen someone because oh they, they are a man yeah or you know mm. it's just been like their energy i've really like yeah just a so person that you fancy them and you start to like them and it doesn't actually matter whether mm. they're a boy or a girl or yeah yeah cool. would you say anyone's helped you like express your sexuality <laughs> yeah um definitely when i first moved to london i met my best friend steph and um, we would go to like Torture Garden together. So Torture Garden is an event held usually in um, Electroworks and um, like big venues around London yeah. once a month where it's like a free space where you have to wear latex leather or lace. It's kind of like a place where you can explore yourself like you know, like dress up. Yeah. It's a safe space where people can't just go up to you and like, you know, touch you or be like, right. assume that you want to, to fuck them because you're yeah. there in wearing a certain thing. There's like separate themed rooms where you can go in and explore like spanking or the couple's room. Sounds um, it's 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 great. So we've got a few questions for you, Monroe, if you don't mind us asking. So in an ideal world, I personally believe that no one would have to come out. But when you came out as trans, did that have an impact on your sex life? Yeah, I think because you start to navigate your body in a different way. And I came out as gay originally when I was 14. So I kind of had my sexual awakening as a gay person that identified as male or just I just assumed that I was male because of my body. I had no idea what being trans was so it was really different because when you're having sex it's a lot of it is how you see yourself but also how other people see you and how other people react to your body and I started to obviously not identify with certain parts of my body and that was really hard to navigate how other people were seeing me Mm. and I just wanted to be seen as a woman but I was obviously still having sex with gay men so there was that disconnect there and then I started having sex with men who identified as straight and I kind of navigated a lot of fetishism within that of like kind of just men that wanted to sleep with a trans woman and I could have Mm. been any trans woman it had nothing to do with me that label they were like turned on by 
for sure. And then I came out as pan or bi or fluid. I just say fluid because it's easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was really weird as well for me because I was in my late 20s and navigating a really new area, which was having sex with women. And I think it's really, it's really kind of nerve wrecking a little bit because you're just like nav- probably less for you because you've you've navigated your own body mm. but like for me as someone who hadn't slept with a cis woman until I was like in my late 20s it's kind of like well what the hell do I do yeah. like what <laughs> yeah, do I do I have point. no idea so it was like a real process of like having like my first time again yeah. when I came out I think the first time I came out to my mum I was like I don't even know why how you're surprised <laughs> <laughs> And then when I came out as trans, it was like all hell broke loose because my mom was just like, what the hell? <laughs> and then I came out as fluid and my mom was just like, well, like, oh, whatever, no. <laughs> whatever. How old were you? Were you really young then when you realised you didn't identify with being a male? Um, yeah, I came out as trans to my friends when I was 18. That's young, um, isn't it? Was it b- before that, did you know that you just didn't feel... I think it's not a kind of case of like, you know, it's, it's like a more feeling. a case of, you know, you know that you're that something's wrong and you can't mm. put your finger on it. It's like, you just kind of feel a bit like something's up. And you, you just can't, mm. you can't work, you can't out, what work out what it is. I don't know. I feel like when I figured out that I was trans when I was 18, it was kind of like everything just made sense. And you started like putting, it's like watching a movie and you get to the point where, you know, they have flashbacks and it pieces <laughs> the puzzle all together. And you're like, oh, well, that's what's been going on this entire time. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was just relief, really. Yeah, I was going to say, that must have been quite a t- turning moment to then know this is why I haven't felt right for all these years. Yeah. And for now sure. I know what, who I want to be and what. For sure. That's really for interesting. Sure. Do you think that the LGBT community gives space for kind of like experimentation and open mindedness when people are finding their sexuality? I'd like to think so. I'd like to hope so. I think um, certainly the people within my friendship group and people I've interacted with are, are really welcoming and kind and it's been great. Online, however, I have seen, um, not to me so much, but other people, like, they can be quite... putting people, their opinions where it's not really necessary, like, not letting mm-hmm. people just be themselves and, like, explore themselves. And, you know, we're not going to find who we are instantly when, when you're a kid. You know, t- things take time. Mm-hmm. You've got to explore these things. Let people do it. If you're not hurting anyone, then it's not wrong. Yeah. yeah. I think that there's... Yeah, as we said, there's such like a immediacy in the queer community, yeah. I think. And it, I think it really depends who you are. I think if you're a woman or like a, a feminine person, there's much less pressure on you to have it figured out. Yeah. I think that the idea of a bisexual woman is much, I think, because of the way that women are sexualized. Yeah, completely. But like in terms of like a bisexual man, people are just like, oh, is he just, yeah, he's oh, gay. Oh, here he is. Yeah. Just like, oh, he's just pretending to be bi and like they can't you can't possibly like men and women and it's just wild to me I think because it's a lot less visible and Mm. also there's such a I think there's such a shame with masculinity that pressure of not wanting to 
be with men and like internalize stuff and all of that kind of stuff. I think that men are up against a lot more when it comes to that. Understanding that femininity is also whatever I want it to be yeah. is is such a freeing concept for yeah. absolutely everyone, regardless of whether or not you're trans or cis. It's yeah. really important to recognize that you know you are just who you are and what you wear or how you do your makeup. Like we were talking about, like mm. not wanting to do like our hair or makeup for this podcast. Yeah. But that has absolutely no impact on our gender identity at all. One hundred percent. But I feel like you know in the way that. T- toxic masculine like stereotypes that we've almost like created ourselves like you know I grew up in a household very much I've never seen my dad cry and it was very much like you know the men in our family were told like if they were crying you'd be like why you're a boy don't cry mm. but I think like, now we're sort of like trying to break we're trying to now like undo the damage we've kind of done like with that and the same with girls it's like you know if I want to wear my hair like blown out like bright blonde and a short dress doesn't mean I'm um, stupid but mm. I feel like this, the prejudice is still there like Definitely. but it's it's just getting trying to break that down that you yeah. know we don't have to fit into these these set categories and even if you yeah. do fit into like the typical girly girl doesn't mean you're a bimbo no, or an airhead no. I think we're right in the middle of like another revolution I like, agree the gender 100%. revolution for, uh, we're in between the old time and the new time and I think that we're the last generation that re- really is going to hold that stick those stigmas yeah. yeah and then the generations that come afterwards you know they're just going to see the change that we've seen as the norm so Emily I've got a little question for you as well my love mm-hmm. is there an assumption that penetration is an essential part of sex yeah, um, yeah, I've had some rather rude uh, questions <laughs> asked to, to me like, oh, yeah, but it's not the same as real sex, is it? Or like, oh, don't you miss dick? And it's just like, fuck you. <laughs> like people just assume if there's not, if you haven't got a, a flesh penis, that it's not real sex. Half these boys don't even know how to use it anyway. Oh. <laughs> 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 it's just people like it's just new to them and like, I just take with a pinch of salt you know like they're they're a bit excited or a bit stupid and they're just yeah. curious mm. but to me sex is two people coming together and having orgasms and that's the most important thing right yeah well wow. <laughs> period absolutely yeah. so this segment is all about clearing up those misconceptions from the internet We've got three misconceptions that I think could all benefit from being cleared up with your help. So the first one is casual sex, that no strings or emotion is involved. Discuss. I think it's more so like an understanding between two people where you want to have sex, where maybe you do care about each other, maybe yeah. like you're really good friends and it's really fun, but you know that... It's just like it's chill. It's too broad a blank blanket to put on casual sex. I mean, to me, casual sex is like you say, well, you're not in a monogamous relationship. You're having sex yeah. regularly mm. or semi regularly, but you're not like you're not exclusive. Mm. You don't owe each other anything. But yeah, it doesn't yeah. have to be like so cutthroat. How for it's sure? The I think <laughs> yeah. emotion can be. I think emotion yeah. is always involved yes. in one way or another. It doesn't need to be romantic, but yeah, I think agreed. emotion is always going to be involved because we're, like we're not statues. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Virginity. Virginity doesn't exist. Oh, yeah. I think think first times exist. Yeah. But I don't, I think that it's really unhealthy, this idea of virginity, especially with women. Mm. I think this, you know, I don't know, I just kind of feel like we need to take the pressure off. And ultimately, sex really is the kind of thing where the more you do it, the more you'll enjoy it and the more you'll be better at it as well. It's like you need experience. You need, you need, 
Oh, practice. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. learning to drive a car. You don't For just sure. get the keys and get behind the wheel and then just yeah. start smashing just, it. And this idea of like you know the the saintly virginity being you know yeah. taken away from someone and like the reality is is that it's probably going to be really sucky the first yeah. time that you have sex so and I painful. don't know I feel like so yeah. many, there's so much shame especially in a lot of cultures there's a lot of shame put on women for like the whole like you said the big like, the weight of virginity that's like carried around and like you know say you know, people have obsession with what age were you when you lost your virginity mm. like mm. I mean I know what age I was 15 when I first had sex sex but I mean Jesus Christ I mean that didn't, I just thought is this what is this it for the rest of my life what it's was horrible it, what, it wasn't comfortable to... he was mm. vile it was vile it hurt it was awkward I was oh, like no. oh my god is this what everyone like all the adults yeah, talk sure. about being so amazing I was like because they're and lying like, yeah <laughs> like imagine that though because like with women it's this idea of waiting for marriage oh, yeah. waiting for like the one to like you know share that moment with and mm. for guys it's really not like that no. like guys are just spreading the kind of, seed yeah just like you know have you lost your virginity yet but in your family it's like the like a lot of families like when the son first has sex like twins have close to their parents their dad would probably be like high five like yeah my boy whereas the girl if a 14 year old she's like oh I had sex at a party last night the mum and dad would probably be like Devo like yeah. why why'd you yeah. do that it's such a different sure yeah. it's like a real gap in I feel like there's genders. so long you know before we, we've got to go before that will, those mm. barriers will ever be changed society sexualizes women within an inch of our lives oh, yeah, and then it? we actually dare to have sex and enjoy it it's a problem yeah it's so true <laughs> Still got such a long way to go on that, but I feel like definitely change has to be made. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's healthy to to have a sex life. And if if you're enjoying it and you're having a lovely old time and you're not hurting anyone, who cares about numbers? You don't own someone's past. Like you, you're with them currently in the present yeah. and as long as they're not sleeping with people whilst you're with them like mm. why does it matter like we've all got a past we all go through things we yeah. like do you know what i mean like we all have like a, a journey and it doesn't make you a bad person or it doesn't make you a slut or like if you if you want to be a slut then that's cool yeah. but like i just yeah, kind go of and live your slut life yeah right? just like i don't know i just feel like it's a, it's a number that's all it is definitely finally pansexuality that you can be attracted to anyone agree well that I, would be us wouldn't it yeah absolutely I really enjoy being free to I've never given myself that restriction so much like I um, in relationships I used to because I felt like I wasn't allowed I felt like I had to live within this um, this norm mm. as I was just too I was too scared to like fall in love with someone that wasn't a cis man because yeah. it's just ingra- it was ingrained in my, my mind like, throughout my early years but then when I realised that, you know, it's, it's more about the person you love, like, mm. it's they, who they are inside. I mean, I would say, from what yeah. I've learned from you guys today, that is pretty much, be, you can be attracted to anyone. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Oh, lovely. Oh. Right, the next section of our pod, coming towards the end now, I can't believe it, um, is Instagram questions. So each week we get questions through Lalo's Instagram from fans and got a question for you guys today, a really good one, Emily, probably right up your street. If... I'm interested in trying out bondage. How do I start introducing this into my relationship? I would say either maybe come down to Verboten or Torture Garden. I tried doing Shibari for the first time. Is that with the rope? Yeah, so, um, which I guess would be a, a form of bondage. Like you get tied up. I just wanted to feel the restriction and like experience it because yeah. it, it looks great. But yeah, I think it's just meeting people that you trust. Maybe get a professional to help you first to like... If you, if you want to go for it or if you want to just mess around 
get some rope from like a hardware store. It really yeah, doesn't so matter. So this girl, if she's all, well, she doesn't specify, does it? Whoever it is in their relationship. So what 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 would you say the like the starter pieces are if you bring them in? Like if you went down to your local, you know, yeah. go to a hardware store. Don't waste your money on like oh, it's the same kind of rope. I think it's a bit more fun to make it a special occasion. Maybe yeah, like my friends Dinah and Kieran, who are the London vagabond, whose account actually got deleted because they had these woman positive parties and. That would be a great place to learn bondage and like meet people yeah. to um, try things with. But and how would you suggest going about? So from from this question, how do I start introducing this into my relationship? How does she have that conversation, or he have that conversation um, with his partner? Do you say get a Chinese in, discuss it over a chicken bowl and a fried rice? <laughs> do, you, do you send him a text? We're getting in. like a little insight into your. Just sit on the sofa with Love Island on and say, right, let's go up yeah. B&Q and get some rope. Maybe, or, is maybe, it... or maybe start out with like a ball gag or something and just try it. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. I think it's just um, no being very, um, like the communication between you both, making sure that no one feels nervous or left out or like this communication is key. Um, and safety first. Yeah, so yeah. And what's the situation? Do you have like a, what's it called? A code word? Is there a word where you basically... Safe word. I, a safe I, um, word. I always Thank find you. them a bit lame. <laughs> they could kind of be fun, but I think um, someone shouldn't be beating you that hard. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess safe words are kind of essential, but I just... Get the fuck off. I, yeah, I, I, I just kind of go like, <laughs> when hey, someone, hey, yeah. come on now. <laughs> Remember, guys out there listening, you can send us your sex questions by messaging us over on the Lalo's Instagram account. The handle is at Lalo underscore official and we will do our very best to answer them every week. Guys, that was so much fun and just like that, it's over. It goes too oh, quick, doesn't, doesn't it, it, Rob? Thank you so much, Monroe and Emily, for sharing so much with us and teaching us so much. It was so much fun. Thanks for having us. Can you Thank guys you let our listeners know where they can find you, what your handles, where do you like to be found? Tinder pages, whatever me. you want to share. <laughs> <laughs> PayPal. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Monroe Bagdorf. That's M-U-N-R-O-E Bagdorf, B-E-R-G-D-O-R-F on Instagram and Twitter. Perfect. And you can find me, um, Emily Malice, E-M-I-L-Y-M-A-L-I-C-E on Instagram and also Femme Fatale Tattoo. Thank you so much, I might much, have to guys. come for you for a tattoo one day, Emily. Yeah, I'm going to follow you. Yeah, Do it, yeah. Definitely. Thank you so much for being so open and so honest. Great chat. Thank (laughs) you, everyone. And you guys at home, we'll see you next week. What an episode. If you love this episode as much as we did, please share your thoughts by leaving a review. And if you'd like to receive weekly instalments of Sex and Pleasure, I mean, who doesn't, hit the subscribe button. This episode was brought to you by Lalo. They have the best-selling sex toys in the world for a reason, so we'd really recommend that you check out their vibe by heading to Lalo.com. For all their sex advice and how best to use their toys, make sure you also sign up to their newsletter, which is over in the show notes. Until next time, guys. 